Hello, everybody. Yes, another episode of the podcast. It's a bonus free Patreon preview. I wanted to show you what I do on Patreon every week for three bucks a month, okay? Every Sunday, I do a coffee with J Train. The following episode is this week's episode. I want you to check it out. I want you to enjoy, and I want you to sign up for Patreon for three bucks a month to get the bonus podcast along with other stuff, blogs, videos. There's all a bunch of cool stuff on there. And I really enjoyed doing it, and I want you to go take a look. So it's uh, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. That's patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Three bucks a month gets you this podcast that you're about to listen to every Sunday. Ten bucks a month, I'll give you personalized advice. It's a really cool way to stay in touch and to put out extra content. So go check it out, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, and enjoy this bonus free preview of Coffee with J Train. Hello and welcome to Coffee with J Train coming to you live from Seattle, Washington. We made it baby, cross country. Wow, what a beautiful place. Just the ride from the airport to the hotel where I'm staying was like unbelievable. I don't know, it just doesn't look like, it, lo- it looks like Seattle the whole time you're driving here. Um, just a lot of hills and water everywhere, and I can't wait to get out there. It's a beautiful day. I'm taping this now before I head out to go get some coffee in Pike Place. going to watch them throw the fish, watch some football. Um, I'm going to get Seattle coffee, which is, I, you know, I feel like that's what they do here. And then I'm going to go eat their food and take a nap and then do the show tonight at Laughs in Seattle. I'm excited about the show. They said some people bought tickets, so that'll be fun. Um, I just came, I don't know if you can tell, but Papa J Train got himself some new headphones. And I'm talking to you, uh, to you through them right now. Headphones in this day and age can really ruin some of your relationships. I've been thinking about this. I went and got like really nice headphones and then I got the warranty on them. And the guy looked at me and said, you come back in a year. And you can just replace these. We won't even, uh, who are we to know? So I said, this is great. I'm going to get a two-for-one special. I'll get the nice headphones, $40 warranty, and then I'll, I put it in my calendar. A year and a month, I'm going back to PC Richards, and I'm getting my new headphones uh, replaced. So I just think, my other headphones, I had the Beats by Dre. Beats by Dre, the wireless ones, will just all of a sudden just stop working. And then you go Google it, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, this is what happens with Beats. And you're like, wait a minute. What do you mean this is what happens? You just, you can't do anything? And only and the Beats only have one button on them. It's not like you can control-delete. You can't even shut down, restart. So Beats are crap, so I went and got these Bose ones. But when your headphones break, then you have to go to, like, your secondary ones and and... All of my relationships are kept up via my cell phone, whether it's with you, the listener, or podcasts, or tweeting, or Instagram. I'm I'm definitely addicted to my phone. I'm more on my phone than than uh, I think the average person, and that's not a good thing. I think that's uh, I should be better at it. But you know, I can even tell when I'm with someone. I'm like I can feel my pocket burning when I'm with them. I'm like this conversation's. Fine, but what's going on on my phone? You know, you, this person, jibber, jabber, jibber, jabber. All I want to do 
Let me just look what's going on. Did I get a notification? That's bad. That's a bad thing, and I know I can feel it in me. But I, when my headphones start to break, and I've noticed this the last time when I got new headphones, is that the people I talk to on the phone, my mom, my dad, my brother, my friends, they it goes in and out, and now we're yelling at each other about the phone. I don't even talk to them. So the headphones are this connective tissue because I'm not. I'm not going to talk to you on the phone with my hand up to my ear like it's 1923. I'm going to put, I want to be hands free. I want to be, you know, I want to be like I'm on my, you know, when I'm on the phone with you, I want it to be like it's this podcast. I want to talk. And when you have these headphones that suck, you, you, you cut out. I can't hear you. It's windy. It's windy. You're talking with my mom, I swear, we've only talked about how much wind there is. That's all we talk about. I'll call. She'll go, Ah, no, it's windy. Immediate yelling. Now we're, you know, now I'm like, well, hold on, I gotta tell you something. No, well, windy. My dad, he's yelling about the wind, and now I gotta, now we don't talk for a month because I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm not calling them. I don't want to talk about the wind for 20 minutes. And this is all solved by headphones. So I'm happy to be talking to you, the J Train Podcast Patreon supporting audience. Via my new Bose headphones. I just got back from the University of Oregon. I mean back. I say back. I'm, I'm in a hotel in north, northwest Seattle. Um, I was at, went to University of Oregon. Not an easy place to get to from New York City. My plan of, was to leave. I left on it. I always take the earliest flight and I always take Delta. Um, I've stayed committed to Delta because I read one thing once that said if if you fly a lot, just take go with one airline, whatever it is, and just go with it. And I like Delta. So I get on the Delta flight. I go on the night. It was the 11 a.m. flight out of JFK, already bad. I live 15 minutes from LaGuardia. JFK is just another hour on the day, another hour on the travel. And this is to, uh, you know, my first flight is 11 a.m. to Seattle. The problem is we get to I get to JFK and they are saying we're an hour delay, but at least it's not on the plane. We're off the plane. They say an hour delay, and I start thinking I'm going hour hour delay. What's my connection? Because I'm going JFK to Seattle, Seattle to Eugene, Oregon. Okay, with that plan, there's about an hour layover in Seattle. So my if, so everything had to go well for me to make my flight from Seattle to Oregon, and it did not. Um, we get delayed an hour, and I'm thinking, shit, okay. So already, I'm missing my connection. This is how the day is starting at 11 a.m., which is, you know, which is 8 a.m. Western time, which is what I'm working on now. So let's say it starts 8 a.m. Western time. I'm supposed to board my flight. Now it's delayed an hour. It's 9 a.m. Western time. Now I get on the flight. I'm walking on the flight, and all of a sudden, I'm in the front row of Delta Comfort. Got that bump up. I'm in the window seat. So I'm walking towards Delta Comfort, and the douchiest guy I've ever seen is sitting in the aisle. Fine, okay? And I don't mean to, like, you know, judge a book by its cover, but he's got the big sunglasses on. We just look like we would never relate at all. It's okay. You know, anyone who doesn't look like you is a douche. Anyone that, you know, anyone um, that doesn't, you know, isn't your, you know, it doesn't look like your friends, I call it FTG mode. Fuck that guy mode. Anytime you meet someone new, FTG mode. Fuck that guy. And you have to 
try and rid yourself of it. You have to try and say, okay, I know that's my inclination is go fuck that guy, but you know, whatever. So I go up to the aisle and all this, as I'm walking towards King Douche, big glasses, sleeve tattoo, t-shirt, tight jeans with a lot of designs on them. I see that all the overhead space above the Delta Comfort uh, seats is gone. And listen, I didn't get on the flight that late. There's still like half a plane to, to go, but I'm like, this is crazy. It's already gone, but listen, it happens. So now I have to put, I put my backpack on the seat, and as I'm putting it on the seat, you know, the king of douches, this dude, is already flipping up the TV, like, because he's in that front row where the TV goes under the seat and it flips up. He's already flipping up the TV. I'm going, excuse me, I'm just putting my bag, and he won't even, like, acknowledge my excuse me. I'm like, oh, I hate this guy. And, I, and then in my mind, I'm going, I was right. This guy's an asshole. Good. Fuck him. So then I put my stuff in the seat, even though this guy won't move out of the way. And I go climb to the back of the bus to try and put my stuff in an overhead set. But now this is the thing. I'm already late for my connection. There was still a chance I could have made it if we're, you know, make up time in the sky. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is even worse because now I can't race out of the plane. I have to go back. I have to go upstream against the traffic to go get my bag on the when we get out of the way there. So I'm already in a bad mood. I go to put my bag like midway down the plane. I put my bag above above the the you know the the steerage seats, the non comfort plus seats. And then I come back up. I sit in my window seat. We got an open seat next to me and Captain Douche is in the aisle. All of a sudden a guy walks up and goes, I hey I'm 10C and I look at my ticket, I'm 10A. So I go, okay, I'm in the clear. I'm in the right seat. And then the other guy goes, well, I'm 10C. The guy with the big glasses, the douchebag. He goes, I'm 10C. And the guy goes, well, here's my ticket. Now everyone's crowding around. Everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see what's going on. We're all looking. Stewardess, me, Captain Douche says he's 10C. New guy says he's 10C. New guy's friend who's the middle seat. Is standing there watching. So now we got a, we have an audience. And the guy goes, well, I'm, I'm 10, new guy says I'm 10C. Captain Douche goes, well, I'm 10C. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, let's see the ticket. You know, we're all kind of waiting for the ticket to come out. He goes, well, the stewardess told me to sit up here because she said this was open for me. And it's like, and all, at this point, I'm going, what? The stewardess told you? To sit up here? The, the plane hasn't even boarded yet. What do you mean told you to sit up here? And he goes, and, and we go, well, everyone's like, what? He, and then the guy, new guy goes, it's my seat. This, I, I have the ticket. And he goes, well, and now the now douchebag is scrambling because I, I, he goes, he goes, well, all my stuff's up here. And that's when I lost it. I go, all your stuff's up here. I just have to climb back to the back of the plane. And to put my stuff back there, get out of here, go back. And he go, and now everyone's looking at me because I don't have a. My argument is that my stuff should be above my seat, not him. So he's ruined this whole boarding process because he thought he was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and catch me if you can, catch me if you can. And he's smarter than everyone on this plane. You're smarter. You're the one that's smarter than everyone sitting here. That's everyone doing the right thing. Everyone that goes by, you know, Sky, Group 1, Group 2, you got to be the one 
to slow up this whole thing that we're already delayed an hour for a five and a half hour flight. And it's crazy to me because at that point, when I blew up and I said, get back there, and I'm saying all my stuff, no one could even make out what I was saying because I was already so tired and just looking at people going, and now I'm the crazy one. All I was looking for is to be connected by hate. That's really all I was looking for. Like, that's what really bothered me the most, because when I made my big, then he finally gets up. He gets up, he goes to the back, never to be seen again. He might as well, you know, I even, I I looked for him the rest of the flight, and I'm looking in in the back just to see where he's sitting so I could stare at him and go, good, good, 37C, good. And, and I look, at that point when I flipped out, I get that they couldn't understand what I was saying, but we should all hate this guy. They, and no one looked at me like, I know. Like, all you want in those, cause it happens every time you fly. People don't know how to act. People don't know how to fly. They, when, the minute the, because it, there's a, it's pressure to fly. It's nerve wracking. So people act really worse than themselves when they travel. And all you want when someone acts crazy is for the, 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 the village, the community to just nod in agreement. Nobody nodded. So now I'm sitting next to these two guys, and I'm like, I hate them. And they're, you know, the, so midway through the flight, they start cracking beers. And they're going on a, like a dad's trip to Seattle to go watch the football game today. And we ended up getting along. They were nice. And I said to them, I go, and then I brought it up. I go, what? He, and the guy next to me goes, I guess he doesn't know how to board a plane. I go, no, he knows how to board a plane. Look at him. People don't look like that and not think they're better than us. Because we're in New Balance shoes. That guy, you know, Fancy McGee, he's got the big sunglasses on. He thinks he can just, you know, take advantage of the whole system that's been created for everyone to board the plane. But, you know, the dad guys, they had more level heads than I had. So I get off the plane. I miss my connection. And now I'm in Seattle. And the only other flight from Seattle to Eugene, Oregon is at 9.15 at night, and I landed at 3.30, missing my original flight by 15 minutes. So now I'm in the Delta, you know, Skyline. Thank God for the Delta Skyline. I, I, I mean, any of you out there that travel and aren't making this investment, it is worth whatever it is. It's worth it. Just do it. If you travel more than twice, if you travel twice a month, it's worth it. And, and if you can afford it, it's worth it. That's all I'm saying. But don't do that instead of paying for Patreon. I, if it's choice between the two, this is more worth it than the – I don't know. That's probably more worth it than this Patreon. I, I got to admit. I go to the Del- – so Seattle is a big airport. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to have a good Delta line. I walk into the one that's nearest my gate, and they go – they say to me immediately, they go, sir, uh, we have two lounges here at the Seattle airport. This one is the smaller one. But we got a bar. We got about four food options. The other one has 10 food options, but that's really, you know, it's just bigger. And I go, you know what? It's empty here. I can spread out. I'll have the four food options for the first three hours, and then I'll go for the next three hours to the other one. So I go hang out in this uh, Delta lounge. I start doing some stuff, writing stuff down. Whatever I do when I have some time, getting ready, you know, for how low will you go in Oregon. And then – you know, I get caught up with, like, you know, posting on Instagram, all this stuff, and I figure, you know, screw it. Who needs the other lounge? What could the other food options be? 
And it gets, I wait there for about four hours or whatever. I, I wait until there's like an hour left. And I'm like, okay, now it's time to move. I get up. I get my bags together. I'm going to go lounge hopping. So I go to the other lounge that's near where my gate is with an hour left. I walk in. This was not explained enough how much nicer the new lounge was that I only gave myself an hour in than the old lounge. I walked in. There's a full buffet. Uh, the woman at the counter goes, we also have a spa here. What? How do you say to someone who's there with six hours to go that this is just four? Oh, this is the smaller one, but there's a couple more food options than the other one. How do you not say to that me, say to me, there's a place you can get a massage with your time? How do you not say, and I can pay with miles. How do you not, how is that the first thing out of your mouth? I would have looked at me and gone, get out of here. No, 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 no. There's another lounge with a better bar and more food, and also you got like six hours. You can get a massage with all the miles you have. The person's looking at my information. How do you not bring that up? So now I'm in this new lounge. That's like, it's it's like if I had dreamt of a lounge, this is what it would have looked like. Beautiful women. The Penn State game is on because it's Friday night. They're playing Friday night for some unknown fucking reason. Only for me to miss half the game just so I'd feel like an idiot. So I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot in this new lounge. And then I go to like the massage where they go, what's the massage deal? They go, oh, our next one's at 930. I'm like 15 minutes after I take off. Like they were taking appointments. I could have gotten like a, had a real shower, I think. I think it's like a hotel experience. So. Listen, if you're in the Delta game and you're listening to this, this is, this is huge information you just got. You're welcome. Coffee with J-Train. We do this every Sunday. Live from Seattle, Washington. I'm excited about tonight. There's like over 100 tickets sold. People are coming out. That's a lot of fun. I got to talk. So we went to Oregon. I, I wrote a whole – I've been doing these plain thoughts uh, after every location we go to, and I really like writing them, and I, cause what I do, I'm, I like the idea of just going to a school and being like, what's the deal here? What is the deal? And Ole Miss, I talked about that. Southern, the best, biggest, most organized tailgate I've ever seen. Texas A&M on the come up. They've got a cool thing. They got cheers, and they're excited to be there. Notre Dame, bunch of fat pigs who suck. Um, and then, and then you go to, you know, Oregon to me, like it's what happened there is very interesting. You know, you have Nike, which is the biggest marketing brand in the, in the world and Nike markets Oregon because that's where Nike started. Everything is just Nike. Everything looks like it's Nike, feels like it's Nike. Even the O is like in the, in the, kind of like in the shape of two swooshes coming together. But it's, you know, the interesting part is that, like, I know the school because of the uniform. Like, I know the school because I know sports a little bit, and I like college football, and I know the type of football they play. But, if you know, if you knew less than me, you would know, oh, they have the cool jerseys, you know. And, and that's why people claim that they're, they've come up in football because kids want to play there because, like, look at how innovative, and the jerseys are cool, and they do different offense, and it's like, yeah, but that's also why the students are going there, which is why it really felt like people showed up to Oregon because they saw it in a brochure. The kids all look nothing like anyone who lives and works in the town. The town, you expect to get there and you expect to see Oregon people. You, you know, guy with a beer drinking an IPA, just, you know, the, you know chopping a tree. And then you see all the people working there do like that, the cabbies, the Uber drivers. 
the bartenders, and then you see the kids who are funneling the money in, and they're all just like L.A. looking kids, and uh, it's just very apparent. Like, and listen, I I wrote it in the plain thoughts, but I'll say it here. It, it reminded me of you know myself. I went to Penn State because I was like big football school. I didn't really have much more reason than that. Um, and I'll have fun, which is fine. It feels like that's why everyone at this school went there. Like, none of them had a dad that went there. They don't even look like they have a cousin that went there. And that's okay, but it's interesting when you see it because you come from Ole Miss last week where it's like the mama bear, the papa bear, the grandma, the grandpa, the son, the daughter, they're all there. And then you come here and you're like, oh, it's just a bunch of people that are on vacation. It's a, You know, they came here from, like, the bus showed up in California. It was like, Come on, B students, get on. You're going to Oregon, like, and I'm I, I'm a lot like that too. So I get it. Um, and I ask every time I go to these towns, I like to ask, you know, the cab drivers, the bartenders, what do you think of the school? What do you think of the kids? Who goes here? What are the people like? What do you, you know, what, what's a kid like here from here like? And the review from all the the worker bees uh, was that they are like, you know, they said rich kids from California. They all said the same thing, and it's, I mean, it's evident, but and, but it also, that's why the school doesn't have much of a personality. Like, the personality is the branding that Nike decided on. The personality is the, the football team changes jerseys. Um, it just, what? and listen, that's not to say it's not fun. I You could see, you'd be like, oh, anyone in their right mind would have a fun time here. It's just, that's what it was, and and, and I had a good time. I mean, it's just, it's a party like any school's a party, but that's the thing. We, all these big schools are a party. So what do you, let's go deeper. And the, and the deeper part is that it just felt like people were there for a four year trip and then they're going to get the fuck out of there. They had nothing to do with Oregon at all. It could have been, it could have been the university of skinny jeans for, you know, for really what I know. Uh, coffee with J train. Just getting back from Oregon. We had a great time. I want to talk about one thing at the end of this. Um, it's, it got me angry. This happened before I flew. I, I was going to talk about uh, college girls calling themselves old. I mean, I could talk about that at any time. So I get a DM from this nice girl. She's perfectly nice. She's like anyone that follows me on Instagram. I'm, I, they're all very nice. Um, and her request, I get this DM as I'm leaving. Um, as I'm in the, the Delta room in, in, in JFK, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my delay. She says she's in, in, she's in Washington, and she's part of a group that's trying to raise awareness about gun control, and, which is a fine cause. I, I, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that. I, and I don't want, this doesn't, I, I don't, don't come back at me with, well, you don't want guns or you do want guns. Just shut up, okay? This is not about that. She wants me, she says that their team, what their plan is to do, is to, they want influencers, I, I guess, or people with followings, as my, I have a following of, of some number, and they want, she wants me to help them tweet out or, and put out a link that will shut your phone down, and then when you turn it back on, nothing's wrong with your phone, but it will be with a message that you need to help with gun control. And listen, this cause, gun control, is a layered topic. People love their guns like it's their religion. People are brought up with guns. People, So I understand why people hold them so tightly. I get why this is like 
such a tough thing to, you know, tough subject to crack. I don't think having your phone get broken down to help the cause is the way to go. And I said that to her. I said, and, and also, she's, the way she messaged me was wrong. And I get, you know, she seemed young. She goes, can you, she goes, hey, Jared, I work for this gun control group uh, in Washington. We're trying to put out this link that shuts down your phone to make you aware of gun control so you'll do something because we know how many things you're faced with every day. So we want our thing to be the one you're worried about because it breaks your phone. And we need you to do it quick because we only have an hour to get this link out. And the reason that's unfair is because this is a topic that's super layered. Um, I don't know about your company that you work for, your, your think tank or whatever you're with. I don't know, you know, I'm, the headline of guns are bad is easier to just go, yeah, you're right. It's just a tougher subject than people want to believe. And I said to her, I go, I can't, what you're doing to me right now is you're saying you're either with me and you're right because you're anti people getting murdered or you're not. And the, the problem is that can make, the problem is we live in a culture right now where everything can be um, tweeted out in one headline to take you down. So when that exists, I, you know, let's say I tweet out, hey, help for gun control. And then everyone's like, how the fuck are you with a group that makes breaks phones? And I go, and I have to do it under an hour. So I said to her, I go, you put me in a position where it's either I'm with you or I'm against you. And I don't like that. I don't like that my thing could be screenshot and they'll go, look who doesn't help with gun control. If you're with my cause, you're against Jared Free. And I'm not saying that's fair, but that's the reality we live in today. So if you're going to ask someone to help your cause and you put them in a position of help me in 10 minutes or you're a bad person, that's the worst way to have you your cause. I don't care what the cause is. I don't care how noble it is. That's a horrible way to get someone to help you. And then it breaks your phone. I texted it to a good friend of mine. I go, what do you think of this? I go, what do you think? He goes, he goes, if I, and he, this isn't someone who's, you know, a gun guy at all. He's the person I asked about this. I just wanted to see if I'm crazy. I go, what do you think about the way they're going about their fucking cause? And he goes, his response was, if, the, if anything breaks my phone, I'm giving the NRA all of my money. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it does. That's what happens when you go, shut your phone down, you fucking idiot. Look, and now you help our cause. People don't want to help you more. People don't want you there. And, you know, I talk a lot about, like, the middle ground. Where is the middle? Where is the middle? And it's like, yeah, because you're not talking to these people. You're just shutting down their phones and be like, see, you fucking idiot. Now help us. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of causes. People have the right to, you know, to put their effort, to put their energy into whatever they want. But they, they also have the right to not be... To not be like freaked out. I, and she was, and I wrote her back, I go, I just, I wrote her back, I go, I can't help, but I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I don't think you're doing it the right way. And she was like, well, why not? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I said, shutting down my phone makes me want to hate your cause more than love it. And she was like, well, I guess you, you're in favor. She wrote to me, I guess you're in favor of, I don't know if this is exactly what she wrote, but it was, I guess, I guess you're, you don't care about all the murders. And I wrote back, this is why I'm not helping you. And she wrote, oh, you can't take a joke? I go, this isn't a joke to me. You can screenshot this and put this out and make me look like however you want me to look like. And I go, good luck with your cause. And I said, and I go, good luck. I go, the one thing I know is that if someone, if I was walking down the street and someone came up to me and just screamed in my face, I would think I'm about to get murdered. 
And then if you go, well, I'm just kidding. Now let's talk about gun control. I'll go, wait a minute. I almost had a fucking heart attack when you fucking, you know, screamed at me. And I'd be, and I'd be like, oh, we have to talk about that first before I'm going to fucking help you with whatever you need. It's just a very, and, and the reason I think she's young is because this is very like, this is in the world of coming out of college, black and white. It's all gray, baby. And I'm Jared Freed, the grayest man in town. Um, I'm in Seattle. If you're listening to this and you're here, come to the show. If not, um, we'll be back next week. Boom.